maybe it's maybe it's also wishful thinking because as i said in the very beginning to to create a, a mind change and to make a sustainable to create a sustainable participatory culture you need to start with young people hello everyone and welcome to under 30 a podcast brought to you by the youth partnership between the european commission and the council of europe I'm Ismail Pajsevico, and together with Lana Bazic, we'll be hosting this episode. We hope you enjoy. Today at Under 30, we are speaking about participatory democracy and the tools that can be used to promote participation of young people and all citizens across the Council of Europe member states. With us, we have Cornelia Perl, who is from the Council of Europe, Division of Foreign Elections and Participatory Democracy, and Christiana Xenofontos from the European Youth Forum. Welcome to both of you. We will start with Cornelia. Cornelia, can you present yourself and uh, briefly tell us what is it that you work on? Thank you very much, Lana, for the invitation to participate here. Uh, yes, as you said, I'm working in the Division of uh, Elections and uh, Participatory Democracy, and I am um, coordinating the component of participatory democracy within our uh, division. Um, we are currently implementing cooperation projects on this topic in um, yeah, Ukraine, currently not implementing, but it's on hold due to the terrible situation, but we hope to be able to continue soon and uh, to adjust also the project to this uh, context. And we are implementing a project in Georgia and uh, also in the Balkans. My professional background, if you ask so, I am actually seconded by Austria to the Council of Europe and um, previous to uh, my work in Council of Europe, I have worked uh, for many years in international development cooperation, focusing on human rights and uh, peace building, always mainstreaming the topic of women empowerment and inclusion, and therefore there is a very close uh, relation always to the topic of participation and inclusion. And I've worked in, uh, with GIZ in Uganda, as we have spoken before, and uh, my focus was mainly but uh, in, in Latin America and the international development organizations. Thank you, Cornelia. And uh, Christiana, I pass the microphone to you. Thank you, Lana. And thank you for inviting me today. So I am Christiana Xenofondos. I am a board member in the European Youth Forum, having as a main portfolio youth uh, participation. Um, I've been quite active the past 10 years in the youth sector. Uh, I was a youth policy officer for the Cyprus Youth Council for five years, following the process of the EU Youth Dialogue, which I still follow now from the um, YFJ spectrum. Uh, academically, I'm a political scientist myself uh, with expertise in international relations. And uh, the last two years, and I mean, currently I'm working uh, as a researcher assistant to a member of the parliament here in Cyprus, where I am uh, located. 
And this is a very nice opportunity for us today to discuss about uh, participatory uh, democracy, since it's also the European Year of Youth. And it is an opportunity to also strengthen um, the participation of young people and how we can actually be actively involved into the policy making. So once again, uh, thank you for inviting me. So I have a question now more directly towards uh, Cornelia, but of course, Christiana, if, uh, if you are... Well, if you're interested in answering the question after, you can also do that. Um, so we do know that COE works on promoting democracy and the rule of law in general. And you work, of course, with the unit of elections and participatory democracy. So my question in related to that was, what are some of the tools besides the election mechanism that can be used to promote citizens' participation and strengthen our democracies? Yeah, uh, as you say, as you say correctly, the citizen participate, uh, people participate uh, traditionally in political decision making through their vote, through participating in elections. And but we have seen in actually at global level, but also, of course, in Council of Europe member states, a decreasing participation in election. The voter turnout goes down and down. Uh, the, the decreasing trust in the in election, in election systems, in elected officials. We have seen frustration and demotivation more and more um, in, in, in this regard. And um, so in this context, uh, other forms of uh, participation in political decision making come more and become more and more important. And um, we have uh, we are promoting at the moment in Council of Europe different forms of participatory demo, uh, participatory tools, mechanisms, such as tools to involve people in public space planning, involve people, citizens directly in the development of uh, policies, of action plans, of strategies, and uh, to do so, how to engage people practically in these uh, in, in, in this processes, in these political decision-making processes. We have, um, there are tools like uh, citizen assemblies where people, where se random selected group of people can come up with recommendations, concrete recommendations. We have uh, consultation platforms, online, offline platforms, uh, where citizens can express their opinion on certain topics, on certain issues. We have tools, mechanisms for participatory budgeting, where citizens can have a say and have a stake uh, in, the, in, in, in how the budget of a municipality, for example, is spended, or uh, if it comes to young people, for example, school participatory budgeting is a tool, is a mechanism, how to involve young people, students, um, in the decision how the budget of a school is spent. Uh, so there are several forms uh, how to engage citizens in the, in the political decision making outside of the traditional uh, election process. And um, as I said, these uh, tools are becoming more and more important and above all f with young people because I think they want to get engaged and they want to participate, but maybe not in the traditional form of election and, and part, uh, party system. So 
um, these new innovative uh, ways how to engage people are very important when it comes to 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 young people and also just to uh, as a last comment i think it's also a very important to think that this uh, we are talking or you were asking about tools and it's not only about tools and mechanisms it's rather about creating a culture of participation where the tools are used so we are not so much promoting the tools but what we are promoting and uh, trying to really uh, implement is uh, what we are trying to promote is uh, the participatory culture uh, a change of mindset towards participation where then these tools are used and we are working on the practical application of the tools so i just want to change your question a little bit and shift the focus not on promoting the tools but promoting participatory culture and using the tools uh, to practically apply it then i'm i'm actually very glad you changed the question because i have a follow up specifically regarding what you said. I remember in the 2019 elections, we had the highest turnout in voter participation, especially of young people. Do you think there was something done throughout those elections that, that maybe made young people be more active in them? I mean, I remember there was around, I think it was 49%, uh, which 49% for the European Union is enormous. And we didn't see that before ever. In some countries it was high, in some countries it was lower. Uh, I know various NGOs actually did work in lots of projects to promote uh, young people participating in those elections. But w what is your perspective on that? Do you think there's maybe, there's, maybe, there's maybe a trend with the political turmoil that we are seeing that young people actually do want to get more involved? Um, not just in general participation, like you said, but also in the elections like we saw in back in 2019. What we are seeing more globally and uh, more, uh, more generally is uh, the decrease of uh, voters' uh, participation. So maybe it's a little bit difficult to relate on this specific um, situation uh, because our justification and our conviction is that um, we need to work stronger on other participation mechanisms, other participation strategies in order to get them back to the ballot boxes. Because uh, we see that the ballot boxes are not really, um, there is not really a big motivation of young people and voters in general to go to vote. So um, I don't know how to respond to your question. <laughs> no, I mean, I completely agree up to that point and they're not necessarily contradictory. I mean, you can very much have one year that something happens and then of course a trend does go down for. So I, I do agree with that point. I was just saying that at one specific instance, there was a big movement forward. I'm going to pass on the word now to Lana if she has something to say regarding that. Thank you, Ishmael. Um, actually, I uh, also wanted to follow up uh, similarly to what Cornelia said, because the research uh, that is done at the European level also indicates these similar trends. So we are seeing, if we look at the uh, Eurobarometers from, uh, from the past few years, we are seeing that young people's participation is increasing in different, in different ways, uh, but not necessarily in elections. Uh, if we look at only the results from last year's Eurobarometer compared to 2019 one, uh, for example, uh, there is a, an almost 10% increase in young people's participation in different ways through volunteering, uh, through student unions, for example, through youth organizations. But uh, 
we are not seeing that uh, that high increase in the elections, um, except as Ishmael mentioned for the 2019 European elections. And I think uh, the success of that uh, has to be largely credited uh, also to the enormous campaign uh, and enormous work of the uh, of the parliament on uh, engaging young people in that. But as you said, Ishmael, also youth organizations. Maybe to uh, to pass on to Christiana uh, because there were some tools that Cornelia mentioned, which I know that youth organizations and youth sector are using quite extensively already, such as uh, participatory budgeting, for example. So, Christiana, uh, what are the tools that the Youth Forum promotes, and uh, how uh, are young people encouraged to engage uh, in participatory democracy? Thanks for the question, Lana, but allow me before I answer to your question to also bring, uh, I'm, I'm happy that I'm listening uh, to this conversation now going around the elections and when we are talking about participatory democracy and the policy making or the decision making, we have to think about it as, as a whole process. So elections is just a part of the whole process, it's just a part in which we need young people. So. It is crucial, of course, it's their right to vote, but what we are striving for is to have young people throughout the whole uh, decision-making process. And to add on some things that you mentioned as well, but also Cornelia uh, touched them a bit, um, is like young people, they do participate uh, in different forms of participation. And it's maybe now the time to understand that when we're talking or when we are approaching participation, we're talking about several forms of participation, like campaigns, uh, like um, online um, participation, using their digital tools, young people are actively involved. So we need to find the methods to approach participation and participatory democracy in a way that is not gonna be politics as usual, because politics as usual is being quite rejected by young people. And also, I mean, if also we concentrate our focus on the elections, the, this might be uh, the reason why they don't go and vote. It's probably their way to say, that not that they are not interested, but they are rejecting uh, politics as, uh, as usual. Uh, but now going to your uh, question, Lana, so as Youth Forum, I mean, we are always trying to find tools or ways to be youth friendly and at the same time to promote what we are calling co-management and co-creation. Um, I'm going to share a few examples with you, starting from my favorite, since uh, it falls under my portfolio as well, which is the EU Youth Dialogue. Um, and I'm happy also sharing this podcast uh, uh, with uh, you both, Ismail and Lana, because I know you've been quite involved into the process. Uh, and it is indeed a tool for participatory democracy, despite the challenges that we are facing there as well. So the Youth Dialogue for everyone that hears us, is, it, it aims as a tool to boost young people's involvement in the democratic processes by ensuring that their voices and opinions count. And it is um, a process that lasts 18 months involving consultations with young people and youth organizations in the EU member states and during EU uh, youth conferences. 
As a European Youth Forum now, we are part of the steering committee of the EU Youth Dialogue, uh, which means that we are co-coordinating the implementation of the process together with the representatives from um, the European Commission and the TRIO Presidency, including always the National Youth Councils. So the EU uh, Youth Dialogue, let's say, structure as a participatory policy-making structure, structure it is a tool that we need, but at the same time, we understand that it needs to be further strengthened and to be spread uh, in other levels and areas of decision-making, not just focused on the youth policies. Another project working as a tool for us, especially uh, this uh, last one year and a half, approximately, since we are going also through the process of the Conference on the Future of Europe, is a 25% project. And 25 because the 25% of, of, of the total population of Europe, it is us, the young people, and we're still facing uh, barriers in, in having a say on our future, or we are still uh, underrepresented. Thus, we created the 25% project, uh, a project designed from young people for young people, to make sure that our ideas are listened to where decisions are made. And we have three main goals there, um, to give space to young people, a safe space to young people to participate in the Conference on the Future of Europe, to share their ideas, for young people to learn how to make a change in their communities. And that's why we have created also a handbook uh, in order to support them into their campaigns or in ways that they want to be actively involved in the democratic life. And um, it is also a tool for young people to be heard by policy and decision makers. So I'm now taking also the uh, you know, opportunity to urge the people that they are listening to us to go and visit our website. It's uh, www.the25percent.eu and to submit their own idea. Thank you, Christiana. And uh, it's very interesting what you're saying that uh, young people, of course, are uh, asking uh, for alternative spaces and alternative methods of participation. And uh, I actually wanted to ask Cornelia as well, uh, although they uh, don't work directly only exclusively with young people, whether the same trend can be seen across uh, the, the different age groups uh, in the countries where she's working. Thank you for the question, Lana. I just also wanted to come back to another point that Christiana mentioned, and I think that's a very important point uh, for us also in, in our projects and in our approach on participatory democracy. And that is, uh, it's the education of citizens, because in our division in our work, we, we work very strongly with the local authorities, with public authorities, who are the ones who need to apply to introduce the tools. So if we are talking about the tools, the practical tools, how to engage citizens, this needs to be done by local authorities. But if you have the most willing local authorities or public authorities to engage citizens, um, this is useless as long as you don't have citizens who are willing to engage. If you have that, if it's useless as long you don't have young people who want to go there, to go to the activities and uh, to use the mechanisms that are offered by public authorities. 
to, to hear the voices of the citizens. And uh, I think this is a very important um, issue that Christiana raised, as I said, education of citizens, education of young people, to, for them to understand where are their entry points uh, in the uh, decision-making cycle, because it's, uh, I mean, the most obvious thing is uh, to protest and uh, maybe e-petitions, uh, petitions. So, I mean, there are some very commonly known uh, forms how to, how to uh, express or how to try to enter, uh, to make your voice heard, to enter into this political decision-making process. But if it comes to the very practical, um, very practical engagement, so citizens really need to understand how uh, uh, um, a decision-making cycle is working. They need to understand how a budgeting cycle is working, at what point they can make their proposals, at what uh, to which institution they can make the request so that it is really heard and that it has really an effect. And uh, to that end, for example, our projects always offer a, a specific education, and, uh, a young adult, adult education tools like the YouGange uh, tool, which is a game-based game education tool where citizens um, can learn about their entry points and where they can learn where they can really make uh, uh, um, their voice heard and where they can really get effectively engaged in, in the decision making. I think there is not one answer to this question. Uh, there, there is not a trend in all the countries very, uh, where you can say it's the same. It's really geographically a little bit different, uh, culturally a little bit different. Uh, but I think you can say young people are the most uh, willing to engage in new innovative uh, uh, participatory strategies. So this is what we see all over. And maybe it's, maybe it's also wishful thinking, because as I said in the very beginning, to, to create a, a mind change and to make a sustainable, to create a sustainable participatory culture, you need to start with young people. So, as I said, uh, we see that young people are ready to, to engage, but that's also the, the most important target group, uh, I think, uh, for us to, to get them engaged, because this is where you have to start changing things. And, and um, also, I think it's very important when it comes to participatory mechanisms. Uh, as I said, many of them are face-to-face -face and it's very much about dialogue and dialogue. Uh, on, on, dialogue is still very, very important um, taking place face-to-face, -face, but of course, much is happening in 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 social media very much is uh, happening uh, using new technologies using digital forums and there of course uh, the native digitals are the forerunners and they are much more they are much more uh, interested and they are much more capable and uh, they have a, a ease to to participate um, on this level. So here it's uh, something we can also see that they are in an advantage and they are a very willing target group to get engaged on this level. 
I'm, I'm very glad, Cornelia, you really actually already opened the path to the next question because you did speak a bit about the environment of it and what is actually needed for the participatory tools to actually work. I mean, Christiana spoke a lot about the actual different examples. I myself was involved with the European Union Youth Dialogue for quite some time and that together with the Advisory Council on Youth, I think that's at the pinnacle of political youth participation uh, in the European Union and in continental Europe uh, as a whole in general. So my, my question directed towards that, what actually is needed as a democratic environment, let's say, for young people to actually participate and use these tools. Because like we said before, participation is not just going out to vote, it's also participating in projects, mm. it's volunteering, it's online participation. And there has to be a certain environment, uh, something driving uh, the need of, uh, of young people, let's say, or even the atmosphere that goes around it. Do you have anything to add uh, to that? Yeah, definitely, because I think um, there is some something, I mean, that is crucial, I think, um, because people, young people, but citizens in general, are motivated to, to get engaged, but uh, their motivation can be very easily get frustrated when they feel, when they see that their engagement does not result in concrete, um, tangible changes. So I think, uh, and, and again, I would like to change your question. I think it is not so much about how these young people can use the tools, because I think the tools, in the end of the story, still needs to be applied and implemented by the local authorities, by the elected officials. I mean, in the end of the story of our um, systems, it's the elected officials, it's the institutions who have the responsibility to offer the tools, to offer the possibilities for citizens, for young people to be engaged. So it's not so much the question, how can the young people use the tools? It's more about how can public authorities, how can institutions, how can elected officials really make sure that young people have access to be engaged, have access to the tools, and how can they be motivated to get engaged? And here I think the crucial, and the crucial question is, or the crucial moment is, that public authorities need to implement and apply these tools in an open and transparent way. And above all, they need to make sure when people get engaged, when people, young people, um, get engaged, make their recommendations, uh, make their proposals, whatever, how they uh, introduce their ideas into this process, that these ideas are taken up, that these recommendations are implemented then, that these, um, these, uh, the outputs of their engagement, the output of their volunteering, the output of their participation really results in a change of the policy, results in, uh, in the implementation of the recommendation. I'm really glad, Cornelia, because you keep uh, reading my mind when we come out to the actual value of that input. And I think that Christiane is perfect to actually answer that question because we do know that the Youth Forum actually is trying to do a lot regarding that. So, Christiane, what would you have to say regarding how do we value the input of young people participating in these processes or in a more, more general manner? Just to add on what Cornelia mentioned, and I'm so glad because many of the points that I have to share with you as well are actually interconnected with her points as well. Um, 
when it comes to tools that we give to young people, indeed, those tools have to be practically um, also for the authorities, uh, for the public authorities, the local authorities, in order to be used. But at the same time, I think a crucial aspect on that is to co-create those tools uh, together with the citizens, together with the young people as well. And this is something very important in order to support our societies to uh, move forward as well. Because if the public authority remained some years ago to some previous uh, practices, let's say, then the crucial part, which is the civil society, is not supported from those tools anymore. So you need to listen to them. You need to understand what are their needs in order to co-create with them something that it will be uh, practical in their daily uh, in their daily lives. Another thing which is um, super important is the citizenship education. Uh, as a representative also of uh, non-formal education providers here. As Youth Forum, we work towards increasing the recognition of the impact of youth organizations on young people's holistic development. And we believe that in approaching, let's say, education in a holistic way, it's, you can emphasize in the contribution of non-formal education to young people's development. And it is therefore important to emphasize that citizenship education has provided in participatory youth organizations actually contributes significantly to the development also of responsible uh, citizens. Can I just add something to, to just to close our discussion and the, 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 the circle that we opened? Because we started uh, in the very beginning um, talking about elections also and uh, to, to talk about seeing participatory tools as something additional to additional way for citizens to express uh, their, their to, to participate in political decision making. And then um, Ismail was asking uh, about the environment and um, what is needed um, to make uh, to, to, to make engagement really effective. And I just wanted to close this circle because that's very important for us to, to stress the point. Um, we, we think that participatory mechanisms are extremely important to engage citizens additional to the election in the political decision making to make this effective public authorities and elected officials need to take into account the engagement the results of the engagement and now again um, it is very important that citizens, young people participate in the election to make really sure that these uh, persons are in decision-making persons who take their interests uh, uh, serious. Thank you both, Cornelia and Christiana, uh, for talking to us today about uh, the importance of holistic view of participation, the importance of different tools, uh, but uh, also crucial aspects such as the culture of participation, the responsiveness from the public authorities uh, and inclusion of young people and all citizens in creating these tools and ensuring uh, that the environment uh, within which uh, we participate is the one that is welcoming and open to young people's input.
And with those thoughtful ending notes, we have reached an end to our episode. Thank you very much, Christiana and Cornelia, for participating in this podcast, and Lana for co-hosting this episode with me. And again, to all the listeners, remember to follow us on Instagram at EUCOEYouth to stay up to date with all our future content. Thank you very much, and see you next time.